I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're live on what appears to be a Monday. If you still believe in calendars and things like that, the days of the weeks. <laughs> um and we're live with a very special guest on this monday mm-hmm. it's our girl reagan gomez uh you may know her from uh all of her various roles on tv she stay she keep a job don't you know, she though whether it's queen sugar um you know voicing characters on the cleveland show steven universe steven universe um you know whether whether it's our podcast reaganomics mm-hmm. um you know it's our girl what's going on reagan how you doing i'm good how y'all doing thank you for having me again oh no we we love you over here yes. so we're just glad it's, the rona got everyone in the house unfortunately but fortunately yeah. we are able to like reach out and get people on a little bit more often and you know you're always a person that we're like oh man she's so busy but you know i'm glad you can make time <laughs> for us so thank you oh no thank you for having me y'all know i i fucks with y'all so heavy i listen to y'all all during the week my children know your voices Aww. um yes i'm always happy to come back on the show uh well we're so, we're happy to have you here um what how has things been in the rona i feel like you know is like how like the california area is like is like blowing up which is weird because you know it's one of the few places that got like a governor who seemed to be like proactive and people still was like i'm not listening so like how's everything going over there for you it's very strange and it's very bizarre mind you i'm downstairs so my kids are upstairs and my husband's getting ready for work so if you hear people walking around that's just that's what it is is we're all home (laughs) at the same time all day and it's weird because my oldest is she plays club soccer and they started practice again maybe two weeks ago but mm-hmm. like they had all these rules and the kids are outside um but they just had to shut sports practice down again even if you are abiding by mm-hmm. the rules or whatever and my you know school for us starts the first week of august the first full week of august so school is literally like what four weeks away or three weeks away and the whole country is like in the same place like what the fuck are we going to do with school so they sent us a survey and i have a we're in a pretty good um we're actually in a really good school district we loved Mm -hmm. up moving here we had no idea um but they gave us three options and the options are for school, you can do, I think, half days, a.m., p.m., and then they'll alternate the kids. So no kids would be there all together in the morning and afternoon, but okay. they'll alternate. Then they gave us two full days of school, and the other three, however math works, three days will be at home or just the at-home version. And mm-hmm. I think they should offer up all three of those alternatives for parents because no one thing will work for one family Mm -hmm. and i asked my my oldest she wants to go in um a.m p.m so she wants to do p.m and that'll only be three days out of the week so it'll only be like a three or four day school week anyway there's no going back to five days a week drop your kids off at 7 45 in the morning and pick them up at three or what there's none of that so that's what it what it is and you know we have a governor who kind of who knows what he's doing and has been smart about this but even california we're struggling mm-hmm. we're struck everybody is 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 struggling to figure it out but 
there's there's a sense of um calming and peace that I have about that because it's not specific to our family. It's kind of like, well, shit, everybody else going through the same thing. So what's the point in stressing about it or getting anxious or, or whatever. So yeah, that's how, that's how we're doing over here. Yeah. And I was just reading on TV, like, uh, he shut it back down again. It was like, Oh, we going back to number one. And some of the districts are like, Oh, Oh, we doing, uh, online only like, uh, ain't nobody going back to school. Yeah, it, it's, I I have no idea what they're gonna do. I really do not, and I ain't stressing about it either. Cause shit, it ain't my job. I don't know. Y'all supposed to have all of this together. Like right. nobody knew the pandemic was coming, but now moving forward, you have to have some kind of plan in place. You have to. And they had plenty of time too. It's like they. It's like no one had the scenario for like well what if the numbers don't go down what if the numbers go back go up it's like everyone was like we're gonna start shutting things down the numbers will go down and we'll open back up and it's like yeah now we've gotten to this point where the numbers haven't gone down and you just want to open up because you thought we will be opening up by now that's not a good reason right let me tell you why people thought that i'm sorry baby people thought that because we normally have somebody competent in the white house Mm. and when you have competent people Anybody else, I don't I don't even care if it would have been a Republican. Not trying to be funny. It wouldn't have happened like this. Right. They'd have been like, shut shit down. The numbers would like like their plan would have made more sense under normal circumstances. But when you have somebody that their whole thing is chaos, all you do is chaos. And I kind of feel bad for them because you can't really prepare because there's there's no structures, there's no guidelines, there's no this is what we want every, everybody to follow. It's like each district of each school system in each state almost on their own and is and that and we are and that's why you got all this we're gonna do we're gonna rotate we're gonna do online school only like that's why you have all this because there's no structure there's nobody to look to and be like hey boss what do we do yeah and also like people kind of consider california to be like a liberal state and maybe for the most part we are but california is a big ass state and Mm -hmm. we have very red counties so it's a lot of counties who are like fuck governor newsom we don't give a fuck what he's talking about so like for our school district we have these three options and the district still has to vote on it and yada 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 so we're gonna see what it's gonna be but at least they're trying to be in contact with parents like we know it's crazy we don't know what's going on too let's try to figure something out together a lot of schools are like you bitch you better be there august 5th or 6th at 8 a.m in the morning it's five days a week yes they're not even giving them options but Mm -hmm. it's like even with this camp like this summer camp that people went to where they had all of the the outbreak at the summer camp Mm -hmm. and people were like well, why would you send your kids to a summer camp? And I even asked that, you know, on Twitter. But then it's like, okay, you figure if your state says this is open, you figure it's safe. And this is whether you're Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever, especially if it's about children. Mm -hmm. You figure they would not have a summer camp open with children, knowing kids been locked in a damn house since March, Mm -hmm. everybody getting on everybody's nerves. Summertime is it for children. Like, that is the time. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we remember our summertimes finally or whatever. So, of course, if you open it, people are going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same with schools. Like, what op- if you're a parent who works, what are you supposed to do? Right. A parent who cannot work at home, and you, what are you supposed to do? 
And I think just you, not send your kids to school. What you right. know? When you look at um the environment that has been created over the last decades of just there's two Americas. One one America got their own set of facts, and one America don't. You know, uh, and it's you know it it turned into everything. It used to just be stuff like you know global warming or even with yeah. like abortion. You know, and we you would be like, but doctors say blank, and they'd be like, well, I feel a certain way. And this is now gotten right. to the point where it's like, okay, this is just something that's gonna kill us, regardless of what you believe. There's not even a point of view that like the virus doesn't be like, oh, that's a Republican. Okay, my bad, my bad. I didn't know it's a Republican <laughs> room. So it's so weird to see. <laughs> this trickle into that and then to have people because to me the ultimate thing you're supposed to care about is your kids so to have all this information out here like this is dangerous it's not it's not about just cleaning and wearing gloves you need a mask you're not gonna be able to do certain activities it's just nothing you can do about it and to see people be like i still believe i should send my children off because governor uh you know whatever says it's okay Mm -hmm. and president so-and-so says it's okay Mm -hmm. like that tells you so much about how fucked we are as a society that that there's one set of people that believe that and i think there's another set of people that it's not necessarily they believe trump or they trust trump or they trust the governor of georgia or florida or whatever it's just that they're so used to like that person in the position of authority supposed to be competent right and so they just kind of do what everyone else is doing like well clearly if everyone is saying it should be open they wouldn't right. let us die they would let you die yes now they would. nowadays they will let you die and i think that's something that for some people they don't quite comprehend because i i do understand people want to go back to normalcy so bad that's the thing we're never going to be normal again i i've since this all started in my mind, I said, oh, it's going to be a pre-rona and post-rona. And I was like, oh, also it's going to be almost like a, a, a new, like we're getting ready to have a new normal. And who knows what the new normal is going to be. But, you know, you hate to crush people's wishes and dreams and hopes. But going back to how it used to be, I don't think we would ever get back there again. Now, we could have if things would have been kind of corrected from the beginning but because things got so far out of control that there's no it's almost like herding cats now you could get one cat oh yeah but 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 once you get 25 cats in your house and every cat doing what it wants to do and paying you like like it's hard to kind of wrangle that in and i think that's what's kind of happened here in america and the thing is we're looking at other countries and they're going back to normal, but we didn't do the work that they did <laughs> to to get there. But we want to reap the benefits of just going back to normal. It's like it, there are so many different things happening all at the same time. Forget the fact that the, this is a presidential election year. Forget all right. of that. There are so many things that are happening. So first of all, like the idea to make people go back, go back to work, that does not make sense logistically. And no. I've kind of given that up since March because it's like, okay, you want the economy open, but if everybody's sick, what? Okay, so that doesn't make sense. But also, and I'm one of these people, I'm a Taurus. I like um, stability. I like scheduling. I'm, I don't do well with unknowns or changes in my schedule or whatever. But this could be such an important time in this country's history in that so many things are changing 
So we didn't know when Corona happened that we was going to be getting protests around the world for Black Lives Matter. We mm-hmm. didn't know when Corona happened that, you know, within a few months, the, you know, the Washington football team was going to be changing their mm-hmm. n- Like, this is an important, it's not just, it's about Corona, but it is about the country mm-hmm. as a whole. So many things are happening right now. And I know people want to go back to normal, normal, but I think if people focus and bunker down and Think about what, where they want the country to be in a year, in two mm. years, in five years. This is also the beginning of a new decade. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it is okay that we can sit in that discomfort. We can sit in the unknown, but also know that we need to put in the work so that in three years or however long this takes, we have a lot of new things. We have a new whole new foundation of where you know, how corporations and movie studios and, and, and college football athletes mm-hmm. and all of these conversations are happening. So it could be something really important for this country's future. We'll see. Yeah. And, and then speaking of studios and stuff, what about, you know, like how's this affected work for you? Because I know, you know, uh, it's not necessarily the traditional nine to five that mm-hmm. people think of when they think of work, but you know, this has yeah. affected the entertainment industry so tremendously, right? <laughs> like from the way that from the craft service table all the way to okay. like the directors and who can like being on set and, um, you know, even stuff like, um, uh, movie theaters, like who can go to a theater. Mm-hmm. So like it's affected the whole entertainment industry. How, how are you yeah. adjusting to that? Like, how's that change been? Like, are you wondering like, when is it safe to come back out? Oh my gosh. So there are so many levels to that. So, um, when all of this happened, um, uh, Twitter was having like a black Twitter thing that I was supposed to go to in New York and I was going to see y'all. And mm-hmm. like, so that immediately shut down mm-hmm. a film that I'm directing, um, a horror film. We were, uh, finalists in this really big, I can't even, we can't even really say what um what competition it was but we were the top five one of the top five final finalists for this really big competition and the grand prize was like a million dollars or something and we were supposed to go to new york and pitch it in person it was going to be me and the writer who's this black woman from west philly chris Courtney martin but we were so excited our pitch was going to be dope as fuck and we were going to be in front of judges we were the only black girls who made it to the finalists we're the only horror movie so but that was immediately shut down um we've been doing a lot of pitches via zoom but everybody's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And on top of all of that, um, because of the business that I do and a lot of, you know, the I'm self-employed, like you guys are self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really been able to file for unemployment before. Right. But around April, May, SAG, which is the Screen Actors Guild, which is the union that if you're an actor, you have to be a part of. They had this whole seminar like guess what guys we can file for unemployment too and this is how you have to do it it's like a special thing that mm-hmm. actors and directors and hairstylists and all kind of self-employed mm-hmm. employed people who work in hollywood maybe have never been able to do before so mm-hmm. that was something new that i was able to do and a lot of other actors were able to do but everybody's just kind of like we're stuck in limbo. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. stuck in limbo just like everybody else. And we're all watching TV and movies. And we also know there's going to be a point where this new shit is going to run out because mm-hmm. they have all of these new shows on Netflix or Amazon or wh- wherever, but the new stuff is going to run out. And if there's nothing to replace it with, what is going to happen? Right. So we know that studios want to get back to work. We know that studios are trying to figure it out. 
but how does insurance work is insurance gonna insure your film or your Mm -hmm. short film or whatever Mm -hmm. when people can still be getting sick so we're figuring it out but at the same time these protests these black lives matter protests are happening so all of the studios are like we support black voices and Mm -hmm. all of that so when the time comes we gonna see what the fuck it really is yeah i know our phone and our email inbox started blowing up a little bit after george floyd like it was just people coming out of nowhere like so y'all need um you know what kind of advertising do y'all do i'm like what the fuck where y'all been for the last 10 years (laughs) come on and i I do feel like people gotta get why the getting's good because i feel like this shit is gonna dry up i know karen said we're not gonna go back to normal but i think we are and that's the problem is that they all this shit they Mm want to go back to you know like y'all y'all should have always been able to get unemployment like what right. the fuck that like, don't make no sense a job if i've been having income steadily working and y'all then been, i don't y'all been taxing my income steadily then i feel like i should be able to plunge into that little little safety net and it's make sure i'm okay you know? right right so it's been it's been really really wild but you know we gonna see we gonna yeah. see normal is relative that shit changes right. all the time so Mm-hmm. we gonna see what the new normal is yeah i'm scared of them trying to try to trick us into like you know well we got we could never telecommunicate like this again we everyone Ooh, come back into the, the office lies the lies right. so many people found out these jobs been lying to them for years a lot oh. of it was about controlling monitoring mm-hmm. and dictating what you do because some people some jobs are structured where your manager and supervisor is almost irrelevant if they can't physically see you like honestly so you have managers now they want to zoom all the time and all that stuff they want to constantly chit chat and talk and all that stuff because they want to see be sure that you are at your desk and you are where you're supposed to be but my thing is they want to remind you that you're still being controlled in some way we still are in control of your day right that's why they, they they do the little i call it petty stuff like dress up bitch i'm at home why am i gonna dress up at the house right like that don't make no sense yeah right but even like with like even outside of work, like when I look at so, you know, my husband works, he's an essential worker. So he's been in and out of the house, you know, every day since this happened. But even before this happened, when I looked at my most of my days, because even though I'm an actress and all of that, I'm still a mom. I'm still a soccer mom. We do not have a fucking nanny. So if my kids got to be somewhere I'm going to be the one to take them. So even when I looked at our family schedule with me and my two kids, picking them up from school, getting home and going to soccer practice, my oldest, my 13-year-old would be exhausted mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So I pick her, her up. she got a rush to come home around 9 o'clock get them dressed and she'll still have homework and like a normal day would be her going to bed at maybe like midnight Mm-hmm. so even looking at that and like how i see how like other countries like they don't the kids aren't bombarded with three and four hours of homework every day like we're used to these systems that if you take a moment and you if you had the choice to change most people would be like that was fucking a lot that right. was a lot on me and my kids that that was a lot and if i had an option to do something better where we could spend more time together, I would choose that. So that's what I'm hoping this moment is. Because as far as school, you know, we have those three options. But I don't know how you can just go back to regular with school. I don't don't know how you can do that. Some people are going to want it because 
of their jobs like you said like there are going to be people that kind of have to use school almost for child care mm-hmm. because yeah you know, it is. so yeah. You, you're gonna have some people that want to go back to that just for only for that reason like if they had the option um like we do now where it's like well you can like not go to work every day you can telecommunicate uh to work telecommute to work and then that way your child doesn't have to go to school necessarily every day Mm -hmm. anymore because you're home you know like if all of that stays in place i think people would opt more for that to be home with their kids i i would hope i don't know y'all's kids but but the other but the other way of just there's going to be some people that never got to take the day off they never got to stay home and Mm -hmm. so those people will be like yeah we gotta have school just so the kids got somewhere to go it's you know it's a shame but i think that's what's gonna happen yeah and 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 it's it's frustrating you know because it's like nobody should have to sacrifice like that because a lot of the telecommute non-telecommute your kids a lot of that is privilege Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of people realize there's a whole generation of children right now that are going to be lost in the school systems Mm -hmm. because once the school system shut down even here in mecklenburg county they have a percentage of kids that was like we don't know what happened to them they could have moved they were already in shelters and homes Mm -hmm. and things like that like we might never find these kids they may have been going to school to eat correct like like this shit is is this shit is real man it's not just a matter you know that's one of the that's another one of the problems with having the administration we have is that they don't see people who are not rich white people Mm-mm. they in their mind those people don't exist and they're and anything bad that happens to them they deserve mm-hmm. so they don't even when they come up with these plans people always go like but what about and i'm like yes what about they don't care about what about they don't care about uh what about the kids who need to eat they go to school what about the the people who uh you know like uh they can't just have their kids stay at home and be on the internet so they have to send their kid in physically which means they have to get on a bus which means they can't socially distance which means they're Mm -hmm. gonna you know they don't care about any of this shit so you know i think a large part of this is is who's in charge because uh, you could hate obama but obama gave a fuck you know what i mean like it's just like like, i mean technically uh what's the other nigga we had george w bush gave a fuck like he was terrible but he but he was like we can't just do this to the babies like this nigga has no line and so this is where we're at right now look and it's like so even with you know we did distance learning with my kids i was their their teacher especially my little one my little one just turned nine but he is on the spectrum. So like when I think about, first of all, like you said, it was absolutely privileged because we have more than one computer in the house already. Right. We have more than one computer. So my eighth grade, my seventh grader could go up and do what she needed to do. And I could take the time with my little one. And with him, he had both of them. Actually, they had scheduled classes every day. Mm. So they had Zoom classes every day at 10. My little one had two or three a day. So we had some kind of system. It was not perfect, but we had some kind of system. But if you don't have internet access in your home, and this is coming from a governor who knows what he's doing, who Mm -hmm. we would assume cares about the people. But even like when we look at LA County, so many black and brown kids, just the end of their year was shot. The end of their year was shot. How are they going to do when the school system opens up? And if we're talking about this going all the way until next year, that's a whole year of kids who are already like right, barely trying to hang on. Not to mention what's going on at home with parents losing jobs, Mm -hmm. people starting to get kicked out of their apartments and shit right now. Like outside of school, outside.
outside is, of work. People are struggling. And with mm. my, my nine year olds, he, he's in general, gen ed, but there are a lot of kids who are, um, he's high functioning, but like I think of like other kids in his class mm. who need that stability. Right. How, how do you as a parent, if you're not used to teaching your child who's on the spectrum, who is right. used to being with teachers who have gone to school for this, mm-hmm. who specialize in disabled children, how as a parent are you supposed to, they give you what, two to three months notice that, right. hey, guess what? The whole school year is going to be on you to teach your kid. And also you got to pay the rent and the mortgage and everything. It's just so fucked up. And like, so what is, fucked and like, what about all the black parents? that didn't get to show out at graduation you know because we we look forward to that okay oh they was hot my niece was a senior her her, 2020 was her senior year they had a drive-by graduation which was nice they did something but Mm -hmm. yeah it ain't the same we ain't get to be loud we ain't get to ignore the the comments of wait to the to the to to the uh everybody walk Mm -hmm. you know we didn't we didn't get to come out with like the tambourines and all the signs it ain't the same if you don't risk getting kicked out man come on like you can't (laughs) you can't kick me off the zoom graduation like i want to get i want somebody like oh that uncle right there you know he could he couldn't help himself you know and there's always yeah. that one kid that we was like we wasn't sure you was even we, gonna make it we, we, so, didn't, we didn't know we glad you, know, you we made go extra it. hard for you like anthony anthony it's me and it's like you know they we get kicked out i like that that tradition how we not gonna pass on that tradition for 2020 i feel bad i hope they get to graduate next year like we do two graduations or something mm-hmm I, I don't know, but so many families missed out. But you know what? I've seen families who were like, you know what? We're going to make it do what it do. We're mm-hmm. going to have something at the house and people drive. People are doing the best they can. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how you're supposed to feel with an administration that literally sets the tone. Right. And the tone is we don't give a fuck. Right. And the, and the drive by graduation could work, but I will also need a drive by of white people to be annoyed at us being happy <laughs> like it's like that's the, the balance driving by frowning yeah i need the balance of like white people being like why can't they just be quiet and us being like yeah peanut you know it's make it better um what about like the like auditioning um table reads all that stuff because you can still kind of do that virtually like does that mm-hmm. stuff still go on are people still like casting and pitching projects waiting for like you know the start the starting block for someone to just shoot the pistol and run off or what oh sure oh sure uh, projects are still being bought people mm-hmm. are still spending money people still studios still have money to spend all of that stuff is never going to stop because again they know that eventually we are going to have to get back whether it's mm-hmm. you know i heard tyler perry is is making um the cast of his show come stay at the ranch y'all just mm. gotta stay here and live here and we'll have our own doctors and Damn. i don't know how that works but i mean that's an option that he's doing so people are trying people to like, find you, a way you're gonna get tested and Listen, but, you, but you got to stay here now your if, family and friends you have to live the it thing is, is if anyone could do it it's probably gonna be tyler be him if anyone yeah. could do it because he like he could he could lock that shit down he on all that shit he like listen oh, we're, yeah. we're filming black panther here no whites allowed let's go <laughs> and, you know, and you know you're gonna be taken care of they got right. food there you're gonna have nice digs mm-hmm. you know all of that it's just whether people are willing to go but yeah. the money has not stopped and people are ready now for me i've kind of been on um 
in a transition in my career in that I'm I'm actively trying to do less on camera work so mm-hmm. I can do more behind the scenes camera work. So even before this happened, I was already like I I ain't auditioning for nothing. I ain't, you know, I ain't, I've, I've already had that in my mind. Like, right. I ain't, you know, now if it's like a Ryan Coogler call me like Reagan Gomez, we have this script for you and right. you would be the star. Then I would reconsider some things, but mm. you know, I've already kind of been transitioning out of being an actress and more toward being a director, producer anyway. But people still look, people do home um, auditions all the time. That's what right. actors have to do who don't live in Los Angeles. They do home auditions and, you know, Zoom auditions and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff is, is, it's still happening. Okay, I see you, boss, over there. Like, let me get my, <laughs> let me get on the other side of this camera. Tell y'all what to yeah. do for a change, right? Because that's right. that's where the money is. Because it's money on both sides. But you know, when mm-hmm. your name flash up there as one of the first few names, that make a big difference. Well, also, like that's a that's a thing you can't age out of and stuff. Right, you, know, like, you can't. Hollywood is super weird, especially with women, where it's like you reach to um like uh that amy uh amy schumer had that sketch the last fuckable day for the actress where it's like mm-hmm. we decided from this point on you playing moms it's like what the fuck like yeah people have sex after 30 it's like no not in hollywood they don't so i could you know i could kind of see like the idea of transitioning out just for one to change that mm-hmm. paradigm right because only when you yeah. on the other side can you be the person that's like i want to change the way y'all look at certain people and all mm-hmm. that stuff but then the other part is like you said the money is there the decision making is there um the power is there as well as a lot of the creativity because when you're on when you're on the uh, other side of the camera as an actress you know it's still you portraying the vision of someone else so you know uh, uh, i was watching um netflix has a documentary called disclosure and it's about like trans uh-huh. people and uh the journey through like media representation uh, from 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 all the way back in like the 1900s the early start of yeah. cinema and plays and stuff to now right and so much of it of the change that has to happen has to be because someone got the power to be on the other side right you know because as right. long as you're on the, that one side you're always gonna be stuck so yeah i, I definitely respect that and also, like, I want to be, you know, I was telling my husband, like, I turned 40 this year. Um, the very first time I had something that I wrote produced was when I was maybe 30, 31. So all of my 30s has been um, our podcast. It has been mm-hmm. um, me writing and directing two seasons of a show that I wrote. And then mm-hmm. another season of a show that I wrote that was nominated for Gotham. So all of my 30s has set the tone. So at 40, no, I'm not fucking auditioning for your, the sassy girlfriend or whatever right. the fuck that I played already when I was 25 <laughs> and 26 right. and 27. I mean, it's, it's, I can say it's 26 years in this game. Right. I'm, I'm, I've seen what you can do with black actresses. Now I want to be a part of shaping the next 15, 20, however many years for other black actresses who are coming so they can play interesting parts and be interesting characters and, and, and be a part of these amazing stories. Like there's a a film that I am going to get done, but it is basically a film about black and brown girls in LA on bikes, Mm. saving the world. And they have powers. I grew up on the Goonies. I grew up on, so many movies, even like a, a movie like The Wood or Boys mm-hmm. in the Hood at the beginning, like with, with kids out getting mm-hmm. into mischief and figuring out what the fuck is going on. I have never, ever seen a movie or a show 
with girls on bikes doing right. the same thing. And I know I was a girl on a bike with mm-hmm. my homegirls exploring back when we used to be able to play outside mm-hmm. and exploring the city or whatever. Where are those films? Right. They're not there. So I'm there and they're going to happen. Yes. <laughs> it's only going to happen if you do it. I remember. Right. A uh, long time ago, when we first had you on the show, you were doing uh, Surviving, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like a web series at the time, and you were like, you know, promoting and pitching it and being like, boom, I'm moving into this. So it's dope to see you, like, progress along that path and to continue down that. So that's dope. Um, oh, thank you. It's hard, as sh- it's hard as shit, but God damn it, I'm still alive, and, you know, it's definitely difficult but, you know, you hope that what's happening right now that a lot of these studios mean what they say. You what know? do you, so what we'll do you think about that? Like, the, some of these changes. You got, like, voice actors that were voicing, like, black characters that are now, like, I'm stepping yep. down. Let's get someone black to do this. You know, like, do, what do you think about those changes? I've seen people that are like, this ain't nothing. We want, uh, you know, Ahmaud Arbery's killers brought to justice or whatever. But I'm also like, I'll take this too. Like, can we yeah, get can, both? Yes. It all... <laughs> Look, it all matters. And I was on Twitter earlier today talking about this. Like when black Americans, when black Americans, when we want some shit done, when we create these movements, it helps everybody else. Yes. Even people who are against what we're doing. Right. Like, it has always been like that. So, you know, when I look at like even so like animation, like there is this thing going around on Twitter because, you know, that's where I be. I'd be mm. on Twitter like, you know, this is my picture of me in real life. And this is like my animated picture. Mm. And it was just people picking animated characters who look like them. So I posted one and I was like, well, shit, I mean, I'm really, <laughs> you know, I really have these characters. And I posted, you know, me with Roberta and Kiki and Jenny from um, Steven Universe. And then I quote tweeted it and I was like, you know what? I, this is getting a lot of love, but it's just been out of, out of fucking work for a long time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would like a new job. And then this was happening simultaneously as people were leaving Big Mouth and a bunch of the other shows. And what's so crazy, I did not even think about Mike Henry, who plays Cleveland Brown. So when he did that, I was like, fuck, I didn't even... Right. I didn't even think about him. But I let him know that I think it was the good decision and you know the right it's, it's very dope he, he was he was one of the few people though that it hurt a little bit because he does it so good mm-hmm. like like it's kind of like the robert downey jr thing where you like yes y'all right blackface is bad but like let's leave tropic thunder alone like i felt a little bit like that for the cleveland <laughs> show but i still respect the sacrifice and stuff because i feel like in order for change to happen especially in hollywood someone has to be willing uh-huh. to get off the podium that yeah it doesn't matter all the lip service you gotta give up yeah all you the fucking speeches you know i still remember uh when jeffrey tambor won for transparent and he got his like uh-huh. beautiful speech which is like trans yes. people blah blah and it's like yes but here's the speech that is still you kind of saying shame on y'all for giving me this award which is, you know, right. don't take the award. Macklemore, when he got the award for, um, uh, yeah. for his album, yeah. and he's like, you, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room is, I know I didn't make the definitive album for this year. Everyone knows it's the Pimple Butterfly. No one's gonna remember this album in 10 years. And so he has to get up there and be like, this is fucked up. But the only way to make it happen is for somebody to be like, I'm not even getting up here. It's, 
I don't yeah, deserve yeah. this. You yeah, know? and it's the same thing. Polar Adele, what Adele had to do when she went she, up there, <laughs> and she had to be like, "Oh, um, so Beehive, I'm just letting you know right now, I actually bow down. Do you want me to give it to her?" Right. I mean, she was like, "I listen to Beyonce on the way here. I don't even know what these people thinking. This is ridiculous. I'm shocked. I'm as shocked as y'all. But it's the only way. You know and what I'm saying? And it's so crazy because, like, I think of somebody like. Mike, who he's gonna be just fine. He's mm-hmm. he's absolutely gonna right. be just fine. He had twenty years doing this character. He's still on Family Guy, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. So when I think about a lot of these people who are playing these characters, was it um was it K- K- Kristen Bell? Wasn't she one of these characters? Yeah, I believe she was on uh, either Big Mouth or uh, the Central Park one. Okay. Right. So this is, and it's no shade to Kristen Bell at all, but this is a woman who has frozen money right was in frozen one of the biggest you know cartoons in the world is already an established actress do you really need this part on a netflix animated show like Mm -hmm. when you look at the people and this is not everybody you know but do you need these parts because there are black voice actors who are like i need that part to pay my fucking rent right Mm -hmm. now Mm mm-hmm and you don't even get the option to audition. And I wanted to put, you know, I wanted to say that about myself as somebody who's like on, you know, uh, cartoons that people consider to be successful. Like right. Cleveland Show was, was it's in syndication. It's part of the Seth McFarlane world. Mm-hmm. And the same with Steven Universe. But it is still fucking hard for me. I'm not, right. they're not calling, you know, banging my door down or whatever. I'm not getting calls like that. I mean, and I'm just, already kind of a known, somewhat known actress, and it's still right. fucking hard. Just so, for the fact that yeah. they haven't, you know, that that that, that, that there are people out there playing black characters that aren't black. Like it's telling you right there that they're not these these jobs are not readily available. And the thing, the trick that Hollywood has, and I guess every industry uses this law of scarcity thing, kind of. But people, people everyone even the successful people feel like there's a finite time it's all gonna run Mm -hmm. out i have to do everything i can't say no to shit um and you know i have a little bit of empathy for them because i do understand but Mm -hmm. the bigger for the bigger picture you have to get out the way like i know you know everyone's least fave now because it's been a while and she said several problematic things but scarlett johansson when she first started mm-hmm. taking these roles, I was like, I understand why she thinks she needs to take the role because we're home going, but you on top. Look at you. You're getting yeah. fucking Emmys or, or, or Grammys or whatever the fuck. Oscars, like, look at you. You you are on top of the game. You ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're a staple. But she, you don't feel like that inside because right. the person making the decision on whether Scarlett Johansson can play a role or not is probably some fucking dude who's like, well, as soon as we get a hotter version for, of her, she's the fuck right. out of here. We right. don't, you know, we, we don't want you to be Black Widow forever. Like, what, you put on 10 pounds? Uh, we need to start thinking about what we're going to do about Black Widow. So, like, there's right. all, and it's, 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 some of it's external. You know what I'm saying? We're like, yes it's real there are people that are like judging you and pushing people out all the time and it's a lot of it's internal it is so much of acting mm-hmm. um like i watched this show uh barry on hbo it's a really good show um it's uh-huh. like about an assassin who ends up trying to become an actor uh it's like a comedy it's like a half hour it's really it's really well done but it used to come used to come on after Watchmen, and I yes. would look up after Watchmen like, what the hell is this? What is show? this yeah. show about? Same here, and I, a couple people I trusted vouched for it, and I was like, well, since I'm home and ain't shit else to do, mm-hmm. so I binge both seasons in like psh, a day or two. Like it's so good, 
but at one, some yeah. point you realize like these similarities in the like acting game and the assassin game and you start seeing like yeah. you know the um like the stakes are higher in the acting world in a way and like the jealousy oh. and the envy and the all this different stuff but but the thing it made me think about was how like even in so many professions abuse is kind of built in yes you know oh, yeah. so even in like acting there's a lot of like pushing prodding like trying and then oh, yeah. a lot of judging of like how tall are you how how how, how big mm. are you how you know all this type of shit and so you make everyone inside start feeling like i gotta get everything i gotta get it all right now i can't i can't pass up anything and then that's what that's what it looks like it looks like a bunch of fucking friends and white people that are friends of the white people just taking all the Mm -hmm. shit even the black shit even the like every part Mm -hmm. i need every part and that's and that's why the shit looks bad but i'm so glad right now people are like you need to come off of that and white folks is listening i hope so because you know what a lot is that but it is also, uh, we, uh, white liberal people are something else. Mm-hmm. They are the white progressives. They're really something else. It's like, they're not technically the bad ones, right. but, they, but they, they, they are something else. And mm-hmm. they, you know, it's very much a dude bro kind of culture. And mm-hmm. it's like, you call who you know, you hire your friend, you hire your whoever, you get your mm-hmm. attorney from your friend who has the same attorney. It's very much like a dude bro culture, but what do you do if you're not a dude bro? Right. What do you do if you don't even like fucking hanging out with dude bro? Right. Well, then you're not in. So, and they don't think about you. And these are the good ones. They don't even think. Like, mm-hmm. you're, even when I think about the Cleveland show, the fact that they had auditions, okay, you can say what you want about right. Cleveland, but the fact that the rest of the cast is majority black as far as like the main right. characters. You don't even have that on these other shows like right. Big Mouth and whatever hell. Like you, you know, so at least that's what I can say. At least they made an effort. Like, no, we want Sanaa Lathan. We right. want Neil Long or Reagan Gomez or, or, or whoever else. So mm-hmm. at least they made, made the effort. But if you're not in those circles, which most of us are not, and even if you've been out here for 26 fucking years, you won't get that job yeah and that's just it, it that's what needs to change because even like a liberal white person is on some like i don't see color is a positive right like right we just didn't think of any race when we cast this we this all ca- cartoons and aliens so who gives a fuck and you're like that's weird you didn't see race and let me check the roster 99 percent white Inter- isn't that interesting how not seeing race yielded the same result as whites only like it's so right. someone should see some I- race <laughs> I'm telling you, maybe about, maybe about four years ago. And this was, you know, the kind of auditions I've been getting has made it easier for me to be like, I, okay, I'm, I'm done. But right. I got a call maybe four years ago. It was for a reality show. And uh, in my career, I've called for a lot of reality shows. Me and my husband have been married for a long time. Like, mm. you know, people have been trying to get us on a reality show for a long time. I always say no. But this one, I was like, okay. So I go in and it's a white woman, <clears throat> a wealthy white woman, older than me. Um, and she's like, you know, the show is going to be about, I'm from Texas, right? I'm from Texas where we eat like barbecue and like we live on a farm, but my friends are Hollywood. And so they don't understand me being from the South. Like that was the whole show. Right. So one, I'm like, do I need to fucking cuss out my motherfucking agent? Why the fuck am I here? Number two, 
how do I fucking fit in? Right. I don't even know you. I'm not friends with you. And number three, do you even know how blackness works? So right. what the, whatever your friends are saying they don't do, I'm black. So right. my roots are Southern. What, how do I fucking fit in? Right. Other than having to cut all of y'all out every <laughs> single episode. And look, now I'm fire. And right. why did I fucking do the show in the first place? Like, so that's, <laughs> that was a good <laughs> She's like coleslaw, and then like like Reagan's supposed to be like coleslaw. I've never heard of that. I'm an L.A. liberal. Uh, <laughs> like, what, girl, what is this? Yeah, my <laughs> you guys are gonna have to try this seasoning. I put some seasoning on this chicken. Have you heard of it, Reagan? I know this is gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, it's, it's, and it just would have been me whooping bitches' asses, <laughs> and everybody like Reagan done fell off. <laughs> Look at I also can't maybe it's because i listen to your podcast and stuff i can't see you and your husband like arguing for tv you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying because he has such a laid-back personality Mm -hmm. he just seemed too cool i'm gonna make him say i'm gonna make him say hi before yeah 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 because i I remember when i first started hearing the podcast it's almost like y'all have two different types of energy but it works yeah. it's like your energy is yeah. really high his energy is like lower because you say Very something and you be excited he'd be like yeah um da, 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 uh-huh, da, da. Mm-hmm. i'm like wow like right he's a he's a he's a southern california dude yeah. very laid back very do we need to rush it's 90 degrees or 80 right. degrees in the middle of February. <laughs> like that's he grew up in in southern california and the vibe here is just very very different so we balance each other out yeah we work together he's produced um every piece of original content that i've done he's starring in a lot of it so we have a plan you yeah. know we have a plan and we like working together we we love each other and it's like i tell my children like <clears throat> you know we're lucky in that there are four people in this house and yeah we are all on top of each other but we love right like, we love yeah. kicking it together if we don't have to leave the house it is fine and i'm constantly checking in with my kids like you know how are you doing right. like i know this is a lot school might not be what we thought it was going to be my oldest has a phone so i'm checking in like how are your friends doing how are how are you doing and she's like, I'm cool. If I don't, if I don't ever have to leave the house, at least for right now, she's, she's absolutely fine. And my little one is too, but we genuinely like each other. We fuck with each other. Right. We want to hang out with each other. So we're blessed. Um, and you see what, aspect. you see what's happening in Hollywood, these divorces. This shit is getting real. Like if you was in one of these, like, well, we be on the road nine months out of 12 months. Yeah. So it is we all get good. Two weeks and then everybody back on the road again. Now I got to I look at you all it. the time. Yeah. Every time I look at white people news now, it's like so-and-so getting a divorce. So-and-so getting a divorce. Cause they've been up in the mm-hmm. house. It's been what? Three months. They like, you know what, dog? It's not uh, even going to work. I didn't realize. I, 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 I know what I like not knowing you. I'm supposed to be in Prague right now filming a sequel. And right. This, <laughs> this shit is not even cool to just mm-hmm. be in the crib with you mm-hmm. right now. So, and then the other thing, if you listen to reaganomics i like is like reagan uh, y'all will bring up something like uh trump or something you know like, she's like and this motherfucker did blah 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 and then it'll get to him he'll be like yeah it's messed up like, <laughs> like it is just hilarious to hit the energy levels yeah yes. like, it is real messed up that they did that man he, <laughs> i love it he is so funny but we we mellow each other out we balance each other out you yeah, need it yeah. you I need it you know we do need it you do need it and like even with y'all's podcast like 
I can't listen to a podcast if I. You can feel if the hosts don't like each other. Yeah, yes, you can. People don't believe that, but you like can. People to. You can feel it. I want to feel like I'm listening to family. I want to mm-hmm. feel like I'm listening to people who like each other and fuck with each other. And I hope, you know, I, I think people feel that when they listen to Reaganomics. Because yeah. we don't agree on everything, but um, we value each other's opinions. And look, we both have history that a lot of other people don't have. Right. As far as like Hollywood, the music business, modeling and all this kind of stuff. And uh, most of our memories and the lessons that we learned were before the social media age. Right. So it's been nice to be able to say things, you know, from when we were 19 or 24 that people didn't necessarily know about. Come mm-hmm. here. Come say hi. Come say hi. Yes. Hold on. It's my husband, everybody. He's so fine. We're talking about Reaganomics and then we listen <laughs> to the show. Come say hi. Can you reach? Go ahead. Uh-oh. I know y'all voices. I don't know y'all face, but I know y'all voices. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Same thing here. We know your voice, and this is our first time seeing you on the show and everything. Man, absolutely. Pleasure meeting you guys. You, you too. too, sweetie. You have a safe time at work, right. man. Okay, love you. We appreciate our essential workers over here at the Black Guy with Tips. Okay? Yeah, we do. We That's need y'all. Right. That's you need a raise. Well, I mean, we love doing it. But, we love doing but it. We that's love a, making the podcast. That's the other thing, too, like, because um, people used to get this confused with our show, but it's also, like, when you disagree, it doesn't have to be disrespectful. I think no. people are so used to, like, I don't know, like TV reality show type disagreements where it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I think it could be like this. Well, I think it'd be like that. You motherfucker. Oh, it's like, nah, I like, we got to live here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we have a lot in common. <laughs> There's a reason we are married. And I think people lose that when they think of entertainment, they want to see like over the top, like Tom and Jerry fights. Yes. And you know, particularly when we first started doing the show, I had to tell people, I was like, y'all do know when these mics go off, I got to look him in his face at, with the words he yeah. just spoke to me, <laughs> yeah. you know, and y'all ain't going to be here for that. Yeah, you got to live here. And man. you know what? A lot of people too, like maybe this is something new with the social media age, but people look at social media and everything that's come out of it, like podcasts and if mm-hmm. you have a YouTube thing, YouTube channel, whatever, all of it is entertainment yes all of it every single word every single conversation so i should be able to say fuck that that's dumb without what do you mean that's dumb i've been doing this for 15 years i kind of know what i'm doing people don't like that nuance the Mm -hmm. complexities Mm -hmm. the humanness of the human condition where you could believe one thing yesterday and get some new information and believe something completely different tomorrow and that is okay that don't mean you fake or you're a hypocrite or whatever it's it's okay and people you know want to they want to fight because that's part of entertainment as well yes yes authenticity yeah and and it's called growth and you know and if you're looking at somebody from entertainment you don't want them to grow because they grow they might mess around and not be as entertaining yeah or just change i mean i think loud too with social media like people like to have their like static they want human beings to be static fixtures so that we can always feel the way we feel about them so you know it's like when someone messes up and they give a genuine apology and they change their behavior 
some people feel like they lost something yeah they lost like, power i can't just log in and be like you ain't shit every day mm-hmm. because you did listen and you did do the things and you did so now i have to come up with a new way that you ain't shit because i can't let it go and vice versa right when someone messes up and we like them we gotta come up with a way yeah. that they, they didn't mess up like well hold up no yeah. it's okay if you're from <laughs> this side of the street in this city they say right. that and like and so you do mm-hmm. end up with that how do you deal with um because you're very active on twitter and stuff mm-hmm. how do you deal with it as far as like you know social media um you know when when to use your voice when not to there's all this pressure right like uh if you don't say anything then you basically killing trans people out here and if and if you do say mm-hmm. something you better say it right because if you don't and then then these right. other, yes and, and these other people of course because i the thing i keep thinking about with with the industry of hollywood and stuff because so much is nepotism what happens to the outspoken people who are getting who are getting something now but if y'all think the white people feelings is just going you know what my heart grew three sizes and mm-hmm. i was happy to give up my tv show or uh, mm-hmm. some of them are gonna want to have like revenge and stuff so how does the pressure of like when to speak when not to speak what the cost is all that stuff how does that build up on you well thanks rod i hadn't really thought about it like that <laughs> but yeah there is usually there is usually a blowback because yeah. it's not necessarily that hollywood punishes outspoken people what are you being outspoken about? Because mm. Mel Gibson is still fucking Mel Gibson and whoever else. So it did, what are you being outspoken about? I think the thing that is on our side is that no matter, okay, we know the reality of what Hollywood is and it's made up of these people like that white woman CEO at Sony or right. whatever. I don't know. It's made up of these people. We're not surprised. Mm. And even when you think about somebody like a Harvey Weinstein is a Democrat. He right. is a lip. These are the people that you're dealing with. These are mm-hmm. the good guys, the ones that you want to work with, you know? Um, but I think the thing that is on our side is that even if it's bullshit, we want to be able to say we are liberal. We are progressive. Right. We are the future. We are amplifying marginalized voices even if it's bullshit so Mm -hmm. in this time when the whole world is like you need to put we need to put your feet to the fire and see what it is the good side of history because of the whole pr of what hollywood is they want to do better Mm. will they we will see but the pr of hollywood is that they're not the republicans republicans do not want to hang out with these people they are you know, uh, Barack Obama and like we're, we get to hang out with Barack Obama and Michelle and all mm-hmm. the cool people. So it is in their best interest to want to keep pushing the culture forward. Um, but they're not going to do it easily and we going to have to literally kick their ass the whole way. Yeah. And you know, all the content going to have to be dope and shit because the twice as hard stuff we get. I, I'm rooting for the day when our shit can be kind of whack. Yeah. Then that's true be, equality. When we can be mediocre, that's what I'm rooting for on. Sure. And, yeah. and for me, it's maybe I'm on the outside looking in. It's very frustrating when we do, we have so much black content. Like when we were growing mm-hmm. up, we didn't have as much black content true. as we do right now. You have Atlanta, Insecure, like you name all these different shows coming on different networks, cable and all yeah. this stuff. You know, all the blackish, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny though how people complain about stuff, even things that's mediocre. They complain, I was like, it's a, 
it's equality when we can be mediocre it's equality when we can have bad stuff and it just be bad and it's okay like that's part of the equality it's like so much even, stuff out there even having black mm-hmm. even having black stuff that's not for you is progress oh, yeah yes. it's taking a yeah. while it's taking a while for people's minds to adjust and i i do think mm-hmm. it's going to happen one day you know because we obviously you never see this kind of pressure on white shows Mm-mm. ever like oh, no, never, white people no. shows like it's melrose place none of us are like but what about the middle class working white americans who don't have representation on beverly hills for 90210 like that's just fine for them to do that and hopefully we're getting closer to that because there's so much content now and there's so many ideas and then i noticed that there is a pressure on black people whether like reagan you're going into producing directing right and then there's this pressure right because it's not just pressure but it's like an obligation that we feel like and now i'm gonna bring up the other black voices now i'm gonna cast other black actors and then they're gonna move up and then they're gonna kind of do the thing and i noticed that is happening a lot so like do you feel that kind of pressure on your work where you're like you know the tweets gotta match the work i gotta figure a way out to to like not just get on but like push the envelope to where it's like you know like like reference like i got all this pressure to represent you know what it's interesting because in you know when i was on the wb in 1994 before it was even a network and and living through the 90s of having so much not even not even just black tv but black film Mm -hmm. music i mean fashion i mean 90s was it so you know a lot of these conversations that people who might have just gotten on maybe 2002 or within the 2000s and didn't get to experience that that's what people are saying but if you grew up like on parenthood we only had black directors right we only had black hair and makeup we only had black uh assistant directors and producers and all that so that is my foundation right that it's not nothing new and whether it was parenthood or one-on-one or i don't know if i went to upn or Mm -hmm. look the upn and the wb we had that black shit yes Okay, we had that, and that was down from the from the bottom to the top. Not necessarily the network owners, but when you come on that set, it is a black set. Whatever mm-hmm. fucking show it was on on either of those two networks. So I've always had that in me, but also like it wasn't until I started directing on my own because I've been you know an actor and worked with shit directors where mm-hmm. you basically are directing yourself like that's mm-hmm. nothing new but it wasn't until I really sat down put pen to paper and wrote a story and characters and then had to raise the money come on set and shoot it that I realized how much I fucking learned watching Robert fucking Townsend yes. the mm-hmm. like he did all of those lessons that I did not appreciate then they are so important to me as a filmmaker right now and I also do feel a way about parenthood not getting the respect that i think it deserved not Mm -hmm. only for me because whatever zaria whatever but because here's this show that this man who already came off of the legacy of hollywood shuffle and Mm -hmm. five heartbeats and Mm -hmm. um uh the the superhero movie that he did media man that's my foundation and he was already doing that so Mm -hmm. none of these conversations are new for me Mm -hmm. they're not new for me so i don't really look at like I have to watch what I say, you know, or somebody's not going to want to hire me or whatever. I, I've never looked at it like that. Even when I got on Twitter, I was on uh, the Cleveland show, which is a family guy spinoff. What the fuck is Seth MacFarlane going to call me and tell me, don't say that on Twitter. It's Seth MacFarlane. I wasn't getting those kind of 
phone calls like you need to watch what you say or whatever it's it's never been like that with me and also I think when it comes to the business there is a truth that if you're interesting in knowing the answer whatever kind of be a bad thing for those people to say those truths Mm -hmm. and I've always been very honest about missing black Hollywood I've always been very honest about you know, us not having the opportunities that we need and deserve to thrive. And I've always been honest about those things. So I, you know, as I get older and especially with this year and this presidency, I do try to pick and choose what I want to talk about. And I think I've curated a pretty good um, timeline and community for myself. Like I'm not following people who are always tweeting outlandish shit and, you know, whatever. And I think by now people know what they get when they follow me or whatever um but i've i've never had to kind of not say what i wanted to say now mm. i think you have to be very careful in how you articulate yourself right um but i've never ever felt like oh my gosh i can't say this if it's the truth i i've, I've never had to do that what it what is one of the jewels that you can share with us that you learned from robert townsend Oh, man. Um, Oh, man. It's such a good time. And the older I get, the more I look back on that time like, wow. Mm. Like, wow, that shit was so dope. He was very, first of all, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but we had completely, we fired um, our producers and everything from the first season, from season one to season two. Mm. Season two is kind of when I considered the parenthood really finding its groove. Um, But he was very open and upfront about the issues that he had with scripts, Mm. the issues that he had with producers, the tone that he wanted to set on the show. We prayed before every taping because this was Mm. back when you used to tape in front of a live studio audience. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all people don't know nothing about that. But yes, (laughs) it was very much like we are putting on a performance. We are about to put on a performance and we rehearsed this whole time and we prayed before we go on. The children were so protected. We were very protected on the show. We were very Mm. protected on the show. And I just, I miss, honestly, I miss the set. I miss the foundation and I miss the feeling that it gave me because even Mm. though I've done, you know, whether it's Queen Sugar, which I love that set as well, Mm -hmm. you don't really get that feeling anymore since we don't have the WB and UPN no more. We have right. Blackish and all those other kind of shows like that, but it's not that feeling that you used mm. to get back in the day. It's not there no more. And I don't know if it'll ever come back. Maybe it's not supposed to, and we're supposed to kind of take that for the lessons that we learned mm. and move on. But it was a very special and specific time that I'm very um proud that I was able to be a part of. Yeah, well, I think of Robert Townsend, I think of like legacy and heritage and stuff mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. like I remember like uh one of the, some of the first memories I have of like just funny silly black shit is Partners in Crime which used to come on HBO which you know I wasn't really supposed to be watching but my dad would let us watch funny stuff even if it was R rated mm-hmm. and like that's how I found out about the Wayans like all these mm-hmm. like if you go back and look at that shit it's like all these niggas was on this at the same time like 
Robin Harris, um, of course, yeah, Robert they Townsend. They all knew each other. Yes. Chris Rock. Yes. They knew each other. They, they bought each other up. It was like yeah. each time one went, they bought each other. So if you go back and you rewatch that stuff, you, at the time, nobody knew that some of these people were going to be the legends that they were yeah. going to become. But when you go back and watch it, you be like, oh my gosh, this is like, three or four and five decades all in the same yeah and you're space. like and you're carrying yes. on that heritage you carry on that legacy so even mm-hmm. like like you said it's not really much to you like to you it may not feel like much like oh yeah i still speak up and i you know and the idea of me having a black set is no big deal but it it does mean a lot like mm-hmm. um and th- and there is a sacrifice to it whether you recognize it or not because there are people that get mad at just black people wanting to matter like so you know you know when you know i remember when when ava um had i think the first season of queen sugar was all women directors of color or something like that Mm -hmm. and people like really were writing her like but then what about the white people that didn't get to direct the episode she's like are y'all serious are y'all serious in this in this world you know (laughs) you know what's so crazy in the tradition of black people doing shit that helps everyone else she doesn't say nothing about the directors are only going to be black women Mm they're white women on that because the shit that we do helps everybody Everybody. even if you're not in that crew because guess what white women have a hard enough have a hard time too fucking Mm -hmm. directing new shows and Mm -hmm. shit and it's so so interesting it's so interesting too because I remember at that time, um, Jessica Jones came out like a, maybe a year after Queen yeah. Sugar, and it was like, every director will be a woman. And everybody's like, didn't Ava do this already? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Made history. Made history. Right. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. Sure did. Now, what I. Mm-hmm. go ahead Karen. About to, and she came she was like uh but yeah what about this game of thrones over here everybody raving about right. where, where are the women directors for that but right. y'all coming at my neck come right. on come on for real though now what what i will say like looking back on the 90s like mm-hmm. it was very even as far as black culture went it was very uh black male yes this uh, had straight male mm-hmm. so even like with Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Waynes and Eddie Murphy and Chris mm-hmm. Rock and Charlie Murphy, knowing these people and coming up with these amazing, you know, shows or writing for each other's shows or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. There was Monique right. and Simone and all of these other black women comedians that did not get, not even that Robert, because I still don't think Robert and even Keenan Ivory Wayans has right. not gotten the respect that they no, deserve. None of them going to get changes. Yeah they made none of them gonna get the respect they reserve that's just that's part of being black but you're right there's the other thing that's weird though is you had like living single moesha yeah Mm -hmm. like even that seemed like like girlfriends yeah Yeah. that was like a big hit when 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 all that stuff disappeared it was like black women doubly disappeared because like black women did have some some like representation but then it was like once that era was over they're like shut down the upn we don't need these negroes no more homeboys in outer space it's like well there were never any homegirls in outer space what about them right when when they coming back and 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 no matter how you feel about these women as they grow uh, because they're grown but even sister sister was groundbreaking at that time Mm -hmm. because how often do did you see two black girls actually literally being the yeah. star of yeah, a show that's so raven like yes. it, it was definitely like a thing but yeah mm-hmm. it's like we yeah. but i feel like it's coming back though oh no it definitely is like that's why like 
I really do. I, I, I love this age of my children. I love it because they're old enough to wear, especially during quarantine, where you know what? I didn't, I didn't use my time so I can be in my room for hours at a time and not worry about if they're right. falling down the steps or into the <laughs> knives or whatever the fuck right. kids be doing. You know, they're at the ages where they like to chill on their own too. Right. But I have really been loving watching TV with them. Mm. I have loved because I because I'm a fan of animation and even like um tween shows and yes. stuff that are on like you know, freeform or whatever. A lot of the content they're getting is really amazing content. It There's is. this show that Scarlett watches on one of the Disney channels, mm. and it's called Andy Mac, and it is about this Asian girl. <clears throat> She's not in high school yet, so these are middle school kids. She's being raised by her grandmother. Her mother is a single mother, um, but her friends are like gay or like mm-hmm. coming out like to each other and like they're talking about racism and right. one of their friends um, I think is in a wheelchair. Like all of these amazing stories mm-hmm. that, you know, these kids are getting and that is another reason why people are so mad because we yes. can be adults and see Black Panther or whatever the fuck. But if you put like a quality show that is full of diverse young people, um, able, uh, disabled, uh, black, white, whoever, right. kids want to see other kids. Mm-hmm. So people are like, they have a special, um, they really want to control the content that our kids watch. But a lot of this content is so good. Just You're not going to be able to that, go back. I watch, not going to be able to go back. I watch Disney Channel. Like I watch a lot of cartoons too. DuckTales, they had like a same sex couple that had like a child on there, like the two it was like I'm with dad and both of them had I'm with dad shirts. And that was like people were outraged, quote unquote. But it was like just a handful of people compared to when we were coming up when it would have been like, get this show off the air. Like they're losing yeah. this ground partially because of media. It is because Steven Universe. Yeah. It is because because yeah. um, the thing is with steven like you everything every time they push back i feel like everyone turns up to gay a little bit more and i fucking love yes. it because it's like by the time you get it. to netflix it's like okay you know what because uh, it went from like um like d- don't put no gay people in nothing and it's like okay well let's mm-hmm. do avatar and it's like this this is a little too gay it's like mm, it's a little too gay <laughs> okay well i'm gonna come right back with voltron hey wait a minute this is getting kind of gay she-ra you're like god damn this is gay as hell i love it like it's push push all the boundaries and shit is getting blacker it's everything is getting a little bit more pushed out there to the envelope and i think that it makes the world better like that's one of the reasons i'm not against like painting the black lives matter on the street or pulling down a statue Mm -hmm. because part of the sim the symbolism matters too because symbols is what inspires you to create and to see what you can and cannot be yeah and also i think for me something i want to piggyback on what reagan said also kids today are at a point where they actually are touching topics that they never would have touched back in our day Mm -hmm. like we grew up and they were scared to talk about just about everything that's Mm -hmm. funny and now we're adults so Mm -hmm. kids are getting shows that are like i'm watching this show not called kibo i think uh k-i-p-o on netflix and it's an anime and it is a beautiful anime it's about like these people that were like below ground and oh what's the call let me put that on my list k-i-p-o k-i-p-o kippo kippo and and so it's about this this little girl she's about 13 years old 
and it's about this oh okay. this little girl she was because it's like you were talking about that tween age she was uh mm-hmm. her, they were underground and they never been on the surface world so the surface world had evolved and changed got the beginning it shows you the world and it shows you the world kind of deteriorate mm-hmm. above your above mm-hmm. your eyes so the people had went underground so she ends up being on the surface and how she adjusts on the surface and how she adapts on the surface and how she's meeting all these people and friends and they they they're not ashamed talking about gayness they're not ashamed of of being gay like she likes this uh boy and she was like i like you he was like i i, I don't like you like that and mm-hmm. she was like okay he was she was, he was like because i'm gay like like and it right. was just flat out because i'm gay it wasn't no because no, that's how life is right 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 it wasn't no but it but but i looked at the rating it was like pg seven and up right. you know so it was like oh it was like y'all are talking about deep topics because people things that children really deal with people hide behind their they kids to- let's like people hide bigotry mm-hmm. behind kids like my kid can't see this it's like no you afraid to see it because if i didn't tell your kids you shit, don't you- want to talk right. to your children it's right. not that oh my god how do i explain this to my children how are you gonna explain it to your children right my I mean, that's my niece what parenting is supposed to be we went and to Karen, like you said no you go you go go ahead right I was going to say, Karen, you said that, you know, we, we, we didn't grow up with a lot of these things and we didn't talk about a lot of these things. And then you look up and we're 45 and we're still not talking about mm-hmm. these things. Would it, as far as logic goes, if we're talking about the human experience, wouldn't it be easier to, in, to involve a lot of these subjects in what children are watching so that by the time they're 17, it's not a big deal if I like the trans girl or it's not a big deal if my homie's in a wheelchair or whatever. Like that makes you a better, more empathetic human being. Right. But people don't want that. And yeah. it's not even a big, the thing is, two kids is not a big deal default like like oh, uh my niece we went to see her basketball uh, team you know uh, a couple years ago when she was playing basketball a mm-hmm. lot and they had like a trans girl on the team it's not no one gives a fuck the kids don't give a fuck no, so it's really fuck. just some they really don't yeah it's adults and it's fucking biggest and people that have had things yeah. learned things you've had to learn and unlearn your whole life those are the people that care um the uh and like you said even tween stuff like cloak and dagger i think yes. was on freeform uh the runaways is on hulu that's for 13 year olds yeah. everybody on the show mm-hmm. gay everybody on the show talking about race cloak and uh-huh. dagger had one of the most like it had a scene about race and i was like wait let me stop and check what is this pg-13 <laughs> okay well good i mean i loved it though because it was throwing it's a marvel thing Ooh, superpowers but also racism yeah. you know so i love that yes. that creators are getting to do that in this in this world you know where we even the escapism is supposed to be yeah. teaching lessons right but it's always been the white lessons it's always been like we're right. all together we're all one we, i don't see color and i love that you know when a black panther is like what is the entire yeah. premise of black panther the movie is what would the responsibility be and the obligation be to a black nation that was doing so well when black people were getting fucked all over the world you couldn't mm-hmm. have pitched that 10 years ago you couldn't have pitched that 20 oh, years no. ago that like i love mm-hmm. that we're pushing shit forward and I, I like it's the best time yeah and when you're talking about diversity what's funny is like children are taught diversities when they're infants but as they get older mm-hmm. they have a tendency to be pushed the reason why i said it's because i learned y'all know a lot of people's favorite shows 
uh children's shows if you watch the characters you realize they're different colors shapes sizes you have animals yep. like and all that stuff and they do that purposefully to show kids that this stuff don't matter so kids are actually taught yeah. up going right. it doesn't matter what color you are it doesn't matter your size it doesn't matter your sh-. like they this is is putting them at a really really early age that, the thing is though they used to do it through allegory and we would accept that right mm-hmm. this episode's mm-hmm. about why the swan doesn't mm-hmm. fit in with the ducklings mm-hmm. now they're just being like mm-hmm. this episode is why they being mean to the black girl it's like i like that better mm-hmm. let's right. just talk about it because this can actually change something in real life and make a kid have yeah. a lesson that they wouldn't have gotten so i love it yeah that's true and uh also uh something on the low sesame street been kind of hitting it and running because they were like we gonna we're gonna have puppets with aids we're yeah. gonna have puppets mm-hmm. with disabilities yeah. we we we're gonna have puppets that are homeless we're gonna have puppets mm-hmm. that are single parents like they was like we're gonna talk about it all because you know you're sesame street and you're talking to children that that are from all these vast backgrounds and children want to be represented on tv too right Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and i remember there was um a book that was on sale on the timeline a few years ago uh i think prison culture i think that's her i'd be forgetting Mm -hmm. people's twitter names but there's this account that i follow i think it's prison culture or something Mm -hmm. and they were selling a book about children who had incarcerated parents Mm -hmm. and people were kind of like no don't do that that's people's families why right that is people's families we just gonna act like there aren't children who have parents who are incarcerated and they still love them they're still a family what does it mean to be family like we take these what these these rules and laws that white people have given us when they've never been applied they've never applied to us Mm -hmm. we always had all different kind of families like so let these children feel like okay i'm not an embarrassment i'm not right ashamed right i didn't do shit this is my mom i can't help that i love her she made a mistake or whatever the fuck because we know how prison works in this system they might not have did shit right so but like why are people so against like giving people these options if we know human beings are not a monolith even within Mm. black our black community black american culture we know we're not a monolith why do we push back against expanding it's just like me and my oldest we watch pose that is a black family show to me yes and there is nothing you can tell me that will say otherwise because these are young people who have been kicked out of their homes mm-hmm. and they are creating a fa- why is that not a black family show right why is that not looked at as a black family show like i don't know the cosby show or or i don't they know li- they literally live in else. they live in houses they call like they have a mother <laughs> like the like the entire yeah. thing and then like uh i believe even season one opens up with damon being kicked out of his house and yeah. coming to new york and having to live on the street like that's a story that has been taken out of everything else that's a story that uh, we yeah. haven't we haven't wanted to tell either out of shame out yeah. of just not having that lived experience yeah. or just wanting to ignore it and be like well if we don't talk about it it's like it didn't happen but there's a uh, whole lot of people who never get to see themselves i, I remember true. the um there was like an commercial for the barbie doll and they had like a boy playing with a barbie and people were like Mm -hmm. how come they got a boy in here playing with barbies they teaching them the wrong lesson i said no no one's learning any a lesson the only thing someone's learning is that there's a kid out there learning i'm not alone true you know what i mean that's what you're afraid of you afraid boy that i like yeah like you're afraid that some kid is gonna see themselves and it might make them not want to fucking die it might make them not want to kill themselves because they said hey I, they, nothing's wrong with me 
there's other kids like me like that stuff is important so all this symbolism and stuff whether it be hollywood music all this stuff social media it's so fucking important Mm -hmm. because if not man you really do end up having people fall in the margins people that we don't pay attention to um it's true Uh, i was gonna say real quick because i know you you probably have a million other things for us to talk about but i was gonna say it's it's important too and that the fact that we are getting so much black content these are conversations that we have never been able to have with each other what does a black family look like what does black children's content look like Mm -hmm. what you know what is that but also other people of color are having those same conversations. Latino people are not a monolith. What does Mm-mm. it mean to have something, somebody tell a story from, I don't know, Mexico versus Puerto Rico? Right. Or, you know, and, and, and in communities. And the more and more those marginalized among us are getting our shine, we're going to be having these messy conversations that we've never been able to have before. And it's not a bad thing. Right. It is not a bad thing. We have to push past our discomfort and realize that if we're going to do this shit, then everybody should have something for them. Yeah, I saw someone also brought up Betty in the chat room. Um, yeah. And that that was dope. I watched that. You can watch that in like a day. If y'all have great. HBO, go HBO oh, yeah. Max. Like, I think it's- and the, the movie that it was, um, the movie is based on Skate Kitchen is also a really good movie. I think that's on there too, right? I think it's on HBO. Like, it may be. It I thought it was, but but yeah um even like stuff like that where because i watched it and if like i don't maybe like the first two or three episodes i was like i don't know what the hell this is about like <laughs> like everybody just skating having a good time and then doing drugs and then not having a good time i don't know like like the big crux of like one episode just they can't find a bag i was like the stakes mm-hmm. is much lower uh on this episode. like I, i'm so used yeah. to seeing black people in 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 like life altering trauma in all our all our shit that was it took me like two or three episodes to be like oh nothing bad gonna really happen to nobody oh i can just relax and enjoy these like weird black kids like when is the turn yeah i'm like oh these black people just they can just do drugs and skate all day and nothing like the police aren't gonna come and like kill them or anything Mm -hmm. like you know so but but it's like a really interesting show that once again how many people haven't heard of it how you probably haven't seen a commercial for it Mm -mm. all this shit is out here and a lot and that's somebody's vision that's somebody's dream that's somebody's idea of like you know what they wanted to see on tv so it's just dope to live in this time where we get so much of this stuff Mm -hmm. so hopefully we get that with bikes when uh reagan starts uh producing her stuff (laughs) what do you so That's like right. what are you looking forward to coming out of pandemic are you like trying to hit the ground running are you gonna be like you know i'm dip, dip a toe in the water i'm uh, let me see when we get this vaccine like what are what are you thinking oh gosh i haven't even thought about the vaccine because you know how black folks are with this know. the medicine and all of that i don't know and this is like a major thing so mm-hmm. y'all go first and let me see how that go which also doesn't make any sense because I mean, if the vaccine is going to be saving your life, right. why do they other people need to go first, but they fucking need to go first. Anyway. <laughs> right. Because um, if there's any side effects, I do. don't want them. Well, you know, the worst part is months. we really should get it first. At, like, it's it's messed up because white people really tried to do us the favor we on this should. one. Because that was like, y'all group getting it the worst, y'all the most marginalized, y'all had the worst health care. If anyone should get the vaccine, black people should get it first. And all of us was like, yeah, mm-hmm. but Tuskegee though so mm-hmm. 
Don't give it to us. <laughs> like, why you picking on us? Right. Yeah. Like, we want it first. Like, we was yeah. like, when they get this shit done, we should get it first. We the ones on the front line. We the one got to right. keep going to work. Then it was like, okay, you're right. We're going to give it to you first. And yeah, why you want to give it to me first, mm-hmm. though? Mm-hmm. Explain. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you, you you're too excited about this you what's know. in it what's in it right, right. who are who all gonna be there is the back <laughs> we gonna be there who made this vaccine i want them to give it to an important right. white person first i want to see like some important oh, white yeah. people get it first and then if they if they take it i'm gonna be like all right i'll tell you what give it to tom hanks and then we're gonna see if y'all because y'all right. wouldn't let y'all wouldn't let tom right. hanks die y'all mm. wouldn't let tom hanks die no Mm-hmm. The racist, whatnot. Everybody right. loves Tom Hanks. We're gonna have to sacrifice some well-meaning white people up front. Be like, all right, Betty Wright. I mean, uh Betty White, come on out here. We everybody <laughs> loves right. you, sis. We need you to take one for the team. If this shit don't work, we need to know. Okay, right. you ain't gonna give me a shot, and I really get that third eye. Everybody talking about upside my forehead. I'm I good. They gonna be like, y'all said y'all woke and y'all want the third eye. We gave you one. Look <laughs> <Love> that. <laughs> Or, or I the don't. 5G cord, they gonna put yes. the 5G cord. Yes! We're gonna market a beast and all of this other yeah, stuff. You I don't know. Mess, you, mess around. You know they already got the old saying, we got a tail. They was like, we're gonna actually give you a tail. And no, Ray, thank you. Reagan, you live out there with the anti-vaxxers, man. They might not even want to take it. I don't know them people. I, know them people. <laughs> I know them people. I do not. My circle has nothing to do with them people at all. Those are them crazy white people over there. <laughs> Like you, you gotta remember, it's real black people that live out here too. It ain't just the cra- the crazy hippies; they run everything. But we out here too, and I don't know them people. <laughs> she sounds she sound like she about to dig in her purse and pull out a mitt and put it in her mouth. I don't know them people. Oh, I, I do not. I do not know them people. But what am I looking forward to when um whatever the new normal when it becomes yeah. the normal um. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I am looking forward to finally being able to uh, make a living off of directing TV and film. Mm. That is what I want. My whole 30s was uh, starting to do that and actually, you know, putting stuff on my YouTube and production and hiring and casting and all of that. And I love it. And I'm never going back. So for my forties, I really appreciate that. My, my, the way my age works, my age goes along with the year. So anytime Mm. it's a new decade, it is literally a new decade for me as well. So I'm really looking forward to not only myself being able to make a living off of the content that I want to create, but I want to help other people. Mm. I follow so many amazing content creators, including y'all, but like Uh, black women directors, black women writers, you know, trans women writers. We just, we tired of the same old shit. I don't want to fucking turn on the TV and see a show that could have been eight years ago or 15 years ago. We want some new shit. We want some new shit. So that's what excites me. That's what my passion is. And that's what I'm looking forward to getting, finally getting that started i want some new shit too but i'm not gonna lie i also want to take all the old white shit and make it black like i love like i know a lot of a lot of black people be talking down on it but i like when we do some shit like that we be like what like i think they try to do like a black wonder years i was like do it take that shit Mm -hmm. let's let's see if we can make it hotter i don't know like it might turn out i might like it you know maybe they have the father on there with a jerry curl i'll be like see it was jerry curls back in the day when we gonna get that jerry curl representation you know, and they had jerry curls and that shit mm-hmm. was fly back in the 
in the mm-hmm. day. So, yes. yes, and I had a Jerry Curl. I love my Jerry Curl. My Jerry Curl was to my shoulders, and you couldn't tell me nothing. I was shaking the juice everywhere. Yeah, when we first met. Oh, don't hurt him, Karen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when we first met, Karen had the, uh, had the Jerry Curl. I did. You know? I love that. I still remember Aww. that she came over to me. Aww. I was I was on the bus minding my business. <laughs> and Karen just came on the bus and she just out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, uh, she was like, "Is this seat taken?" I said, "Uh, you can see him, ma'am." Cause that's what you call people with Jerry curls back in the day. Okay, you call them ma'am. It didn't matter if it was in the third grade. Um, but nah, that was. I was bold like that though. That's just my extroverted self. And what's so hilarious about Roger is that, uh, you almost have to tell Roger cause Roger was like, you like me? It's almost like you have to hit him upside the head cause he was like, Mm-mm, I, I want to be sure I got consent. That's what make me such a Dave Hollister faithful man. Cause I don't know who flirting with me. I'll never know. He, he missed all the clues. I'd be like, baby, you know she was hitting on you. He'd be like, she was. I was like, yeah, the veracity woman was hitting on you. You'll <laughs> never have to worry about me, uh, going Jada on nobody. Cause I'm gonna be like, I didn't know what was happening. Like. <laughs> now, see, Rod, I was just gonna say, now, Dave Hollister, he, he used to put, he used to make some music, okay? Did he? he went to Jada. Now, that's a totally different conversation. Now, he, so, I, I say he makes step, great stepfather mu- music. I love yes, Dave Hollister. He, <laughs> he made great, like, this a good man music. You can smile listening to his songs. He's like, <laughs> he, don't, he don't be going to the club or nothing. He want to get up early, go to church. Hey, cut the grass. I, I, I had a baby. He, I mean, look, he had a baby on you, but he's sorry. And right. Not gonna do it he ain't really mean mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was before he really understood what he had. Okay. Um, right. but I'm like, I've honestly, I know you said like we had so many other topics. I really wasn't planning on talking about anything else. We just wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you. Oh, yes. really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. This okay, was fun. So, okay. So let me ask. So y'all been married a long time, like mm-hmm. me and my husband. We, we've been married 20 years this past November. Mm-hmm. We got together 15, 16. I know y'all got together young too. So mm-hmm. when watching the Will and Jada, um, mm, the uh, video, Red Tabletop, me, mm-hmm. and, me and my husband watched it together. And it's just, it's just very interesting, the levels, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really go into this on Twitter because you got to pick a time and place. Right. right. The love, the levels to it. Like I, I'm actually happy that they, even though you, people don't care if you put your business out on the street and I can understand why a lot of people, as right. far as their marriages go, would not put their marriage out, out right. like that, especially right. being celebrities or whatever. Oh, wait. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on one second, Reagan. We about to get okay. cut off. Um, so you were saying okay. about Jada before we got rudely cut off by Crowdcast. Okay. So like, okay. So the levels to this. Now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> now as far as August goes, I will say how they met is a little suspect as mm-hmm. far as like the power dynamics. I think if we're being fair, we could say that, you right. know, that power dynamics on how they, how they met, because we know if the roles were reversed, it would mm-hmm. be, it would be looking a little, uh, it mm-hmm. would be looking a little, a little weird. Now, past that, I appreciated, and maybe this makes the Smiths so good because mm-hmm. they're so likable, and I hope I'm not one of them people that's like they could kill somebody on Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. and I would still support them, <laughs> but they are just such a fucking likable couple. Mm-hmm, I really enjoyed watching them talk about and be open about their relationship like that. Mm-hmm. Like, set aside the very questionable 
you know, level to it that, you know, it, it's fair to look at, to look at how they, they met and the fact that they wound up becoming romantic. It's a little bit right. get past that about their relationship as a couple that's been married for 25 years. I have to say it was a bit refreshing to see two adult people be so honest about not only their marriage, but marriage in general. And also like, okay, these two people, they still like each other. Whatever happens after this, if they get divorced or some other shit come out that show Jada was, was a little bit more not on the up and up, whatever it was, it was really refreshing seeing them talk about marriage like that. And I feel like whenever people ask me, you know, Oh my God, what's the secret? And I, it's not a secret. I really, I don't like those questions and I, I never know what to say because the, what they are looking for me to say is not what I want to say. It right. is not what I would say. There's so many levels and there's, I don't know. It was just really refreshing to see them say, I was fucking tired of your ass and yeah. I wasn't never going <laughs> to talk to you again, but now we're back and, and we're okay. But it is a thing, a constant thing that you have to, to work on and I don't think I've ever seen especially a black couple because so many times black media we just love black love mm. especially if it's a man and a woman oh my god he stayed with your ass mm. oh that is just amazing just tell us about love we can't really get into the nitty gritty because it doesn't make marriage look fun mm. it doesn't look make marriage look like a project that people expect marriage to be. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, um, I thought that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. I've always said this. People love the idea of being in love, but they really don't actually understand that love isn't love is an action, not just love. You know, you mm-hmm. have to show that you love. And when the thing is, I'm like, you, when people ask those questions, they really don't want the truth. They just want you to tell them something flowery and loving so they can just feel good about the idea of actually being in love. Um, I tell people, you know, this happened, hasn't happened in a while, but when people used to ask me, should I get married? I was like, no, they'd be like, what? I'm like, you ask, you asking me? No. Uh, because Mm -hmm. you should already, if you know, this is something that you want to do, you, you should not need me for confirmation of your love. Right. You, you, you know, and then I tell people, whatever it is that you think you know about marriage, toss it out because every single yeah. marriage is different, you know, yeah. uh, because everybody has these things on how they think it should go, like these visions and dreams, you know, when you're young and how you imagine things to go. But your imagination and reality might be two different things. Yeah. You know, but you know that that's the that's the truth. But that's the truth that people don't want to hear. Yeah, I, I did watch mm-hmm. it because I wanted to know for myself. I, I don't really like secondhand information, so I wanted to see the shit. Yeah. Um, there were so many things that I was struck by. The number one thing is that the game is to be so not told. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't really have the illusion of believing like they told us all their business because. Mm-hmm they they had mm-hmm. that's kind of what they like right. especially with jada she kind of sells like the you, you know me you know my that's business are very good. 
The that, Smiths yeah. are very good and very likable. Yes. Right. And so they're really good. Like Jada been doing this thing for years where she kind of tells you enough and then people fill in the gaps, <laughs> but it's really us filling in the gaps with our own projection. Right. Whether that be our own insecurities. Like I was more interested in seeing like a lot of the responses and how people could watch the same 10 minutes and take away completely different shit yes like people was like oh he hate her and like he you said they saw that part say bad marriage for life that's abuse and like it just weird and i was just like i don't need like this is an episode of insecure like y'all are coming away with completely different things than what i did and so i didn't really talk about much of what i took from it um but it felt like um to me where you have to have that underpinning of friendship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I say friendship, but what I really mean is partnership. You really need to have an underlying, like, partnership to make all this shit work. And the truth is, it doesn't always look good on the Mm -hmm. outside. There's so Mm -hmm. many things. Like, if you navigate shit by people's um, politics on Twitter and their stances and stuff, sure. Like, there's certain things I believe for the world. But then when you look at, like, real life for people, people's politics and their personal lives are kind of different. So, like, I might be a feminist, but I also would like the door open for me you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like i might you know like i uh there's i like cooking for my man or whatever i we have a go ahead i like my man paying the bill right right they're like they're so not gonna lie but those are the kind of things we don't really necessarily publicize because we're worried about being judged Mm -hmm. and so to Mm -hmm. me it felt kind of like um it felt good to see two people that were in each other's corner who had dealt with this already it was kind of being rehashed for the public but to me i took it as a form of like this is security these are people that are secure in their marriage secure in their life to where showing us this very like uh this very like intimate moment of their lives a lot they would have had every right to be like we're not talking about this shit yeah. and so for them to even give you a glimpse no matter how you got the glimpse whether it's a hundred percent of what's happening or 50 percent of what's happening nobody owes you that just because they're a celebrity and i was kind of surprised to see them even do it i i wouldn't have been shocked if they would have just said we're not talking about it you know what i mean i wouldn't have been shocked because they had every right so i was just kind of in awe the whole time and um i really did appreciate the raw honesty of uh will being like i was through with you at one point like so this thing that we look at as a quote-unquote betrayal it sounds like to will he was saying like i didn't see it that way because i was doing whatever the fuck i wanted i was ready for the divorce you was ready for the divorce we were separated um and like i like it didn't matter to me what whatever happened and i thought that was like a real thing to say that to somebody and to say and for both of them to really say it to each other in front of everybody while we know they still are together now to be like there was a period in time where things were that bad and we made it through not saying everyone should do that some people you know mm-hmm. you're having a bad time you don't want right. to be together do whatever you want but to me there's something about right. the resilience of that the forgiveness of that the loyalty of that and the love that it takes to heal from something like that i think is is all amazing and the way they redefined their boundaries and their marriage after that i think is is a testament to uh just resilience 
Another another thing that was really interesting that I don't think we're used to seeing is when Will said, oh, my God, I'm in the woman's position when, (laughs) you know, whoever, what athlete or whoever, you know, is accusations come up. The wife is usually always there rubbing the husband's back. And I thought, you know what? He's right, because we were kind of I was expecting it to just be Jada. I didn't even consider that Will was going to be there like, okay, no, this is a conversation for both of us. And not only that, I'm not going to leave you out there to handle this by yourself. Right. I'm going to be right here with you, supporting you, loving you through it, whatever, whatever he said. Yeah. It was traditionally kind of flipped. Yeah. And, and, and especially, especially in a patriarchal society, because how many jokes have been made essentially that are based on the fact that he is a man in this position, right? Like a lot of the jokes aren't really necessarily funny jokes they're just jokes mm-hmm. about no. oh look a man had this happen to him he got cheated on that's not how it's supposed to happen you know so a lot and of even when yeah. even, even when jada was like um you know what did she say what, whatever i did if i did choose to do this the only consent or permission i need is from myself right. and have will agree with her and the fact that people said che- yeah. the fact that people said cheated when they both were like we there was no exclusivity at this point in time and people still but because it's a man i believe people still had to be like it's cheating and because also like you know i'm a weirdo man i like i love love but i don't think of love traditionally in the way that a lot of people think of it like i think of love like me and karen have a very traditional love from the way that people you know it checks all the little marks that they like and shit Mm -hmm. but to me it's not like i was living my life like i hope i check these boxes for everybody Mm -hmm. else i don't really give a fuck what they think and i think that's what a lot of people's love has to be if if you want it to work it really got to be like i don't give a fuck how it looks to y'all it's about our house and what makes it work here and about respecting each other and to me that's kind of what it felt like was this is gonna look janky to a lot of people on the outside that don't live in my house Mm -mm. but Mm -hmm. it works for us and so i appreciated that part of it yeah i did i did too i did too um and i'm always like um the fact that the Smiths are so likable and so respected as mm-hmm. like one of our black couples, like the Obamas or right. whoever, and we put them on such a pedestal, it was nice for them, both of them, to be like, we fucked up and we we're not gonna come back, but here we are. And I love how are. they weren't yeah. like, I love how, cause everyone's gonna, like, you can look at the chat right now. People are taking from this whatever they want. So it don't matter what they said. So let's just skip over. But what I, what I saw that I thought was really dope was them being like, it's not an open marriage. It just was fucked up for a period of time. Cause I'm right. like, that happens a lot to people. That's not yeah, like that's- open marriage is a little bit more, um, rare than the, we was just fucked up for a while and, 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 and we had to get right that one is right. way more if that was that's a venn diagram common, a lot more common. like it's a little chunk of that circle of people that's like we were in an open marriage and things you know we just we just out here it's a lot more like uh we thought we were coming into this and in some holy matrimony just me and you and then at some right. point somebody somebody flipped the table over and so i kind of enjoyed <laughs> that they because that because to me everyone was like why didn't they just come out and say it's open marriage it's like that would be the easy answer 
because then they can make right. it all look okay like oh no 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 we have an open marriage <laughs> the, the red table talk would have been three minutes hey just want to let y'all know we got right. an open marriage august let the cat out the bag so don't worry That's about it, it but for them to be like it's not open it was fucked up the I, mm-hmm. psh, man they braver than me you know because I, I probably would have just lied right. and been like y'all we be having sex with everybody please stop paying attention to our business <laughs> it wasn't what was like really interesting too because like you know you you got to pick and choose what you choose to talk about on twitter um but so i was like i'm not necessarily gonna talk about them but i asked do you um have any if do your parents or your parents or grandparents have they been divorced for a very long time or not together but they still kick it like Mm -hmm. they're still friends they still call each other at the family cookouts do they still hang out and everybody was like yes you know my grandparents they have been divorced for 40 years, but they still love each other. So we have these non-traditional mm-hmm. relationships for real in our families. This mm-hmm. is not something new. It's not like it's the marriage between a man and a woman, you stay together, that's the only way. We know that's not true in our real lives. So I don't know why we can't take what we see yeah, in we, real life and apply, give it some nuance yeah. and some complexity we've been conscious uncoupling for years okay yeah we have a lot of y'all got some consciously uncoupled parents right now and the other thing too and so when i say i'm a little bit weird about love like i do believe love is all related just the way that like bigotry and hatred is Mm -hmm. all related like you can't be like i selectively am hate i i hate gay people but you know racism is wrong and y'all need to stop no 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 you you either all in and you all out i think love is a little bit like that too where like the love you have for your family the love you have for your Mm -hmm. friends all this shit flows from the same like river and you have these tributaries that kind of like float break off and some of it becomes romantic some of it becomes just familial and all this stuff and there's like not necessarily a a, an amount like love is not a thing that's finite where it's just like and now i'm out of love well i'm spent you know so i feel like a lot of times what happens is it has to transform over your lifetime the the karen that i met at 16 is not this woman over here and i'm not 16 year old rod and like the love to me yeah right and so when you make this commitment to each other what you're really saying is i'm gonna make an effort to continue to try to like divert to keep our paths together you know to keep converging over and over and over in life grow together and there's no way that there's no way for you to know whether that's going to work or not you can't and know just yeah you, you grow don't know. apart and even if you grow apart that doesn't mean any either of you are bad people right it doesn't I mean, mean you know something there's mm-hmm. not some abuse or toxicity or whatever right. but people grow apart all the time yeah there's no way you can know there is no secret either you still fuck with each other or no, you, you don't. don't and if you don't that is fine too and that, and that doesn't too. mean that the love disappears like the thing right. that i thought was so dope for them was this idea of like whatever form our relationship takes we are bonded forever so mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter like even if we found like we're not we're no longer together she like that they're, they're the way they visualize it is that they will never get divorced but even mm-hmm. if you even if a divorce is a sheet of paper even if they got divorced like this idea of we're in it forever because of our kids because of the connections and the memories right. we have this is just us for life like that's some real shit and i think in this time period where people are so like 
we're so individualized right we all have our own mm-hmm. platforms we all have our own our social media we're a star our our work our creativity everything is like a, a, a individual project or a group project that one person yeah. wants to take credit for and to see like people be like no it's a partnership no matter how it looks like we ride or die like i kind of appreciate that because i do think the second somebody makes somebody look bad now you motherfuckers be friends for years friends and quotes for years one of them fucks up it's like i don't i don't know who that man i absolutely did never heard of him because y'all didn't have a foundation i hate to sound ridiculous but i have like you just see people do that over and over and i think there's a toll that's happening societally for people to do this like i'm not calling it cancel culture or whatever Mm -hmm. but there's something to castigating people and like 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 disavowing people as socially like you know it's very it's a such a weird impulse that we have it's like we want to crop the picture of our lives we want to filter the angle and all this shit of our of our actual existence and be like this i never made a mistake and anyone who's made a mistake Mm -hmm. has never done it around me because i would never be and it's like i love that two people was like i love the crust of you and yes this this moment right here looks shitty to everybody and and i'm still here with you something was dope i thought something was dope about it I thought it was super dope, but people look at this, look at children the same way, having mm-hmm. children the same way. People think it's just, you know, you have a baby, it's just an accessory that an adorable accessory that you can just bring with you everywhere. And children are human beings that go through things that, you know, it's, it's, it's really something like people don't look past the actual wedding or right. the day yes. you give birth to your baby or whatever. They don't really look look past that and maybe there's no way to be able to look past it because you don't know what life is going to bring you well i feel like now with like social media everything's a snapshot right yes like everything is the look my baby is here okay that was one second that we saw there's a whole fucking life outside of that so like are you gonna be able to like take care of this life when we're not around what about the days when it's not so glamorous what about Mm -hmm. the days when you at your wits end and you you cuss your kid cuss at your kid and nobody's supposed to do that but it's like how Mm -hmm. um uh no one i everyone's a perfect parent no one's ever cussed their kid no one's ever hit their kid but at the same time none of us grew up and said well y'all was never touched my parents never raised their voice so it's happening right we was all books right it's we just were right things are happening and then we're cropping it out now so now we're just like no 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 i'm a perfect parent here's my kid graduating okay all right we'll be back when they get from college here's them graduating from college cool cool here they got a house and then but all this other shit that happened in them days where you were like i can't believe she snuck out of the house what the hell are we gonna do yeah you know mm-hmm. those days happen too yep. we don't talk about it and the same thing with these marriages the days where people don't talk to each other the days where someone's like hey i made a mistake mm-hmm. the days where uh someone fucked up the money them days happen yeah. no one talk, no one shares those mm-hmm. days and to see a couple right. like this share a day share a, this moment it matters i couldn't yeah yes. i couldn't even imagine it i couldn't even uh, honestly people wrote in and talked about it on our um pregame show that we do and i remember being like i don't even know if they're gonna address it because no one does this anymore you know so not being that open i thought they was just gonna deny it and be like it never happened we don't know this man and i was like yeah that's what everybody do but yeah i appreciated them keeping it real um what do you think yeah what now what do you think like being in 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 like hollywood and all this stuff do you ever worry about people being like don't be talking about me or uh 
you know that you're gonna see like jada at the at the supermarket or something not that you said you didn't say anything bad about them but i'm just saying do you ever worry about right. that because because to us it's just news of famous people we'll never meet but yeah you might see these people but but we are in a in a reality where everybody is on social media from will and jada to mm. i don't know ava duvernay to whoever and we're all seeing this news at the same time we're also in a place where a lot of people like I look at Matthew Cherry, right? He just won his Oscar this year. Yeah. So he, his whole social media has been, I'm just a dude on social media, like trying to make movies and stuff. I don't know how you can go from that being on Twitter for eight, nine years like that and then winning an Oscar. And then now there's these new rules, like mm. you're an Oscar winner. You're not supposed yeah. to, but it's like, but my, I, I still am Matthew yeah. Cherry. Like, so I, I feel the same way about myself. Like my whole, social media presence has been very vocal about black Hollywood, not necessarily people's relationships or whatever, but you know, we're, we're here and they put, they put that content out for, for us to talk about. So I never really, um, worry about like, I don't know, is this person not going to want to work with me or whatever? But I figure if you're a fucking misogynist or a homophobe i don't fucking want to work with your ass like i don't so that's kind of where i am in in, because i feel like for me there's no penalty or questioning for me like making jokes about like terry cruz but like i'm never gonna see this nigga if i but like if if i was walking in the trader joe's that's a big ass dude for me to like what he could be like so uh i know you called me a coon and then and that trader joe's i might have to be like you know what that was very disrespectful of me and rude okay i disagree with your points but why why are you taking your shirt off, bro? No, like but it, also it can be serious. But also it it matters what he's saying. Though. Right. Absolutely. It's, not like it's just random people. Uh Tyler uh the, who played his son mm-hmm. called him out too. Right. On, on everybody is the one who played his son. So it's you know, he has well meaning people that are right. trying to reach out and you know, it, it it may be okay, maybe you you know, Rod called him a coon or some right. other people called him a coon. But I guarantee you, there are people calling him like, "Bro, what are oh, you doing?" Oh, absolutely, yeah. I just, what I mean, I just think so. about it. Like, it's. I remember once I made a joke about uh Charles Oakley on Twitter because <laughs> I didn't think it was his real account. So I made a. Uh, it was like a Charles Oakley account, and, and I was, was like, like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Man, I whoop his ass!" Ha ha ha! Thinking it was funny, <laughs> and, he, and he really responded back like, "Like really?" or some shit, and I was like, "This." is this Charles Oakley for real? And, and at the time he was an assistant coach to the Charlotte Bobcats, which means he was in my city. Uh, and I was like, yes. yeah, I absolutely apologize to you, sir. Okay. I was I, out of pocket. I don't know what I was thinking, you know, but so it just made me think about that. Cause you know, it's, it's abstract to me to talk shit about some of these people, but, but I think, you know. but it's true because you have, you do have to have that moment where you're like, you're, you realize, okay, my words are not just going out into the void. People right. see what I'm saying and I'm talking to people. I remember like, I've been on Twitter since 2009. So around when basketball wives first started, mm-hmm. Royce, this, this woman, yes, uh, yes. the uh, White Howard, yeah, yes. On the show, and she was dancing, and she was the smallest out of everybody. And I said mm-hmm. something. I can't. I don't think it was very. I don't, it wasn't disrespectful, but I just made an observation. Right. I didn't ask her. I just said her name, and she responded back to me like, "What did you say?" or something like that. And I was like, "Okay, so let me. I need to watch what I say. I need to watch because everybody's online. Yeah, I need to watch." 
yes we had an episode of this podcast where i didn't like an album from uh fonte and then we ended up meeting fonte in real life and went to dinner with fonte I heard you say this like that shit bothered like i was like i felt so bad because i was like oh this is real like like yeah. so i mean i try not to say any just in life i try not to say anything i wouldn't say to somebody's face period but yeah it just made me think about that man because like these because the other thing is like they do such wild shit and they're so famous mm-hmm. everyone is talking about them so like yeah. I, I just always wondered if it was like in the industry it's like oh, i know i i really want to say something but i don't feel like walking into this nigga at the fox lot oh, <laughs> well, I, I, look, I have picked and i have chosen 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 yeah when to make those kind of statements and i have before and guess what i wasn't fucking wrong about them people right. or that particular person either so it just you, is you know the is. new thing too is you can say something and i feel like especially right now in this climate it'll get picked up because i'm seeing old shit come up where people be like i said this in 2016 oh, yeah. about them and they ain't shit and people really like they're at home okay the jobs mm-hmm. is closed There's schools are closed. Else to do, oh, yeah. style. we are finding the time so like you know if you got somebody you want to get out there now's the time reagan okay like <laughs> I know, well i know that's why i'm keeping my motherfucking mouth shut because everything i needed to say i said back in 2016 or 2014 or whatever the hell it was and when that article came out about uh lena dunham yeah. from 2017 i commented on it back back then. then yeah i guess everybody forgot i don't know but i was like why why would i con- we talked about this in 2017 i mean i guess the context of what's happening right now we matters, bored but- we listen it's not that deep we bored okay yeah. don't, let's, i would love to give my people <laughs> a lot of credit but this i i've seen what's happening out there we just ain't got shit to do we we really bringing up stuff we like remember when they killed the black girl on buffy i'm like in 2003 it's time okay it's time we boycotting josh right. Whedon. like oh i'm like damn boy we right. after it even like even like with this um with what's happening with talib Pali, like I, we've been following each other oh for my years god but even this shit that's happening with Talib Kweli, I really spent all day, either it was Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. thinking, am I going to act this motherfucker? No, no, I'm not. Because even like what he's doing, everybody sees that it's right. very bizarre, yes. very weird. Very. But also, he argues all day, day. with yeah. trolls and, and Trump people. It's different because this is a black woman right. and he's using his his his... his Mm-hmm. However many million people follow him are right. harassing this woman for days now. Mm-hmm. But that motherfucker argues all, all day, day, every day. That's the so thing, though. In a way, in a way, he's almost the most fair. Because he's he will argue, yeah. he will make the time for anybody. anybody. Like, people was trying anybody. to be like, look at him going after this black woman. I was like, I, I don't want to be a stickler, but technically... This nigga goes after every woman, every man, every human being. Yeah, I don't everybody. know why. How? how? opportunity. Yeah. Yes. That's fairness. How the hell does he find the time? I, I look, I be, like, honestly, I will go and look, like, every couple of days just to see. Like, is he still going? He's still going. Wow. Like researching. Okay, let me research this random act and see what. Oh, you said this here and like quotes on quotes. Somebody called him. Someone like, said because it had been like four days at this point, and it was like, you know, you are you must be really mad. This nigga made a video of himself being like, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just having fun. I'm like, my dude, put the phone down. Put the phone down. What is happening? Right. Yeah. So. And I do have to 
like I do have if it's something that like I'm passionate about or something that I'm really interested in, I do kind of have to self check yes. myself. Like, okay, Reagan, are you being a little too much right now? Are you looking great? Because my husband is not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Most of my family they they do Instagram and other shit. I'm the Twitter one, mm-hmm. so nobody's really on here. So I do have to like. Oh God! Am I am I sounding crazy? Or I know, have a couple of I have a couple of people that will hit me up and if be they like, think, Is you okay? yeah, yeah. Like I have a couple of people that will hit me up, but in general, like I just stopped. Yeah. I st- the thing the problem for me wasn't that I don't be wanting to say stuff to people. It's just I realize it's a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> once yeah. I realize it don't matter, like <laughs> well I'm just yeah. like, but I do. Let me show you how I disagree with what you just said. And they're just like, ah, fuck you, nigga. And I was like, hmm, I just yeah. wasted time. I would never do this in real life. Uh, so uh, I think that and was my it thing. Feels like- and plus it feels like if you've been on Twitter long enough, it's the same fucking conversation. Oh, yes. Man, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, but I just, I can go, I can go down for black Even Twitter with- is, is, uh, Edas. Two hundred dollar dates, right? Uh, like, like, like them, them the main two that randomly Stop pop support. up, right? Some child yes. support, yes. Thank you. Some with ba- baby mamas, you know, baby mamas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. baby daddies. You know, yeah, because that, it's always my, drawn the line with the sexes on those. Those are my favorite when someone makes up a hypothetical situation and that becomes the thing everyone arguing over. Thoughts, I'm like, thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, yes, this thoughts? didn't even happen. I call them Facebook memes. The stuff yes! that's like, right. the, like, the pic, like, it's like a picture of a woman in lingerie looking in a refrigerator eating cheesecake or something. And then mm-hmm. someone puts like, you walk in the kitchen and your girl best friend getting something out the fridge what you gonna do it's like y'all wanna argue y'all don't even this is no, never gonna happen to no one that has never happened aside from that scene in players club when right. Diana was in there in her jaws or whatever that's a movie that shit don't happen right that's never happened okay first of all women that fine don't need places to stay second of all <laughs> they, they don't eat cheesecake at three in the morning that's how they got that fine just leave everything alone but yeah that is how it feels like people get bored and now we're at the most bored we've ever been mm-hmm. and so yeah but but i guess even celebrities though like even because they're people too. Kuali, making the time for four five days and them people yeah. was dragging him they was bringing up anything he yeah. ever did and he still was going. It's it's really an amazing. No, it should be an I'm Olympic sure, sport. I'm sure he's still. I'm sure he's still going right now. Yeah. But it's just it's it's being on Twitter as long as I have. It is just wild to me how many of the uh, quote unquote race heroes or the yes. people that we've looked up to that have talked about race, whether it's public Chuck D and public enemy or whatever how ignorant they are on gender topics and Mm. i got my heart broken by chuck d maybe four years ago when that Mm. when that tavis smiley shit happened Mm. and chuck d was really going up for him and i was like wow public enemy fight the power chuck d can go on and on about race you talk to him about being a woman and it is just like the it's a a disconnect wow ain't nobody reading ain't nobody reading these women's books man I'm telling you, like people read the race books by like men and by white people and shit. Uh, people might read the race book by a black woman, but nobody reads or listens to black women 
specifically yeah. talking about their own plight man which is why you don't see people have that empathy man and it's not natural to have that empathy for men anyway we're not taught mm-hmm. to have empathy for women no, not we're taught to empathize mm-hmm. with each other that's why you got you know motherfuckers rooting for future and shit like it's just people just weird <laughs> like that but yeah it's it's i think that's the slap in the face when it's a straight black person black man who does understand yeah. race so intricately but then mm-hmm. as soon as you throw in any curveball with sexual orientation it it's like i don't understand any of this i'm actually on the side of the white people with this one you're just like what happened yeah. so yeah and there's no and there's no feeling of um shame or like mm-hmm. gosh am i wrong do mm-hmm. i need to look this up it's, it's none of that it's, it's none of that it's really wild they don't even be like i didn't know that let me go read about it and talk to you it's like immediate no. defensiveness and fragility yeah because you know yeah. when you've been taught your opinion is always valid why question it yeah well right. i mean if you're a black man you haven't been taught that that's what that's why it's fucked up because you actually have had I people mean, like, tell you you wrong on some shit you know you write about and so you can't make that one leap to the next person and be like oh you know what if it if it happened to me maybe that's what's happening to you but i do think a lot of times it's a disconnect when i mean mm-hmm. like when i when i say that i mean in the quote-unquote black community right your opinion yeah. has never been challenged right. that's what i that's what i yeah. mean from there exactly. nobody's ever told you you're wrong right. because you've always been told you're the head of a household you've always we happy you- to have you here right, right. We happy to have- yeah we, 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 we right. scared if we say the wrong thing you the nigga gonna run away right. we ain't gonna right. never never see you again and so we'll do uh, everything possible just to keep you here and that means not uh, challenging you to actually right. grow and mature you know but for white I'm people making you feel uncomfortable right right agree because we because when it comes to white folks people go oh them white folks but in the black community is a whole nother yeah, thing yeah nah, it's fucked up man i like and yeah this, that's one thing twitter has done is demystify a lot of stuff for me that i definitely felt differently about before being on twitter and seeing like everyone's inner thoughts i like the way i used to look at activism and activists before twitter and now it's totally different completely like different. it was like a yeah. like a, a haloed like like oh my god yeah. you're an activist thank yeah. you so much yeah. now i'll be like this nigga yeah. just don't like this nigga watch this like like <laughs> it's like love you and yes like we grew up knowing okay Martin and Malcolm right. they didn't like each other. They might not have liked this person. They right. might be well. You hear just these random names, but like being able to see like in real time, okay, they don't fuck with each other. But I see that but they all have the same goal. And yeah. it's okay if if we don't want or if we don't agree on the same yeah. way to get there. Yeah. But yeah, this That was my people. lesson. Like, that know? was my lesson was being yeah. like, you know what? they human like us too i gotta stop like it was really something i needed to learn because i was like oh this person doesn't like that person so the day that this one gets an award this other activist just happens to have a thread about how shitty this person is it's like oh because you know they in it like we in it is you know i and i tried to check myself too because i would find myself when i disagree with people elevating them above how important they really are you know so i'd be like i don't like this person why the fuck they get all the shit i'm like i don't want to be like that i'm gonna concentrate on my own race and leave it like that that being said thank you so much for being here reagan okay i know we took a little extra overtime but we really do appreciate you and we love talking to you you know it's very rare yeah we and we love having like candid conversations and stuff like that so that's why i threw out the uh the topics and stuff we mm-hmm. just wanted to catch up with you and see how you were doing and, and stuff so 
thank you for being here anytime yeah any yeah and let us know um you know like whenever you have the the new projects dropping and stuff mm-hmm. we always here to uh to, to plug you promote you you can come on tell the audience get them excited like you know that anytime so and i'm sad that we didn't get to meet at the black twitter event you were one of the few people, people yes i was, I was forward so to excited like i was like i was like <laughs> it's no uh it's not even a secret i was i was openly like they had like a dinner and then the next day yeah. was like a bunch of stuff we had to do like I, I forget what i was i was on some panels or something but uh yeah i was i was like i'm skipping the dinner like i'm not gonna be any these motherfuckers <laughs> i don't look forward to any of this and uh and then reagan i would just randomly dm'd her and she was like yeah i'm going to this thing i was like i guess i'm going to the dinner i guess <laughs> a- but it's true it's me too i wanted to meet y'all i wanted to hook up with bossy with yes. and jay and i was bring my 13 year old with me so it was gonna Aww. be a nice little kind of vacation but you know next time next time yes. for sure all right y'all we'll be back tomorrow and then speaking of bossy wednesday bossy's gonna be the guest on the show um i believe that's Yay. at 4 30 as well so until <laughs> next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.